Welcome, everyone. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I'm grateful to be able to help facilitate this class for you with Venerable Dahani Oahu. Venerable speaks directly from her heart, offering pure wisdom teachings of direct insight and practical application in the tradition of Cherokee and Woodland View, as well as Tibetan Buddhism. These are the mother and father streams that energize Venerable and are the foundation of all that she shares. Welcome, Venerable. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. May each person who is present listening to this call, may they sense the seed of wisdom within. May all beings benefit from our contemplation and exploration. We are calling this year's cycle of teaching, Masterfully Healing, Uncovering That All Is Well. And the methods that we are applying are observing the streams of energy that flow through our own body that are sometimes referred to as meridians or energy pathways in the body. That relationship of our emotion, our thought, with these energy pathways and the relationship of our emotion and thought with the environment. And so we will be looking at uh, the teachings that are expressed through Native American tradition about all our relations, how our heart resonates with the very essence of the Earth's pulse, and we will also observe the teachings of acupuncture, of the other emperor's teachings, and how they relate to the movement of thought in our own bodies presently. And we'll also consider the relationship of the seasons, how the seasons are opportunities to uncover potential wisdom, joy, health, wealth, abundance. So we've just begun a, a new cycle in terms of the lunar calendar as it is expressed in Tibetan and Chinese Buddhism. The lunar currents are the streams of wisdom that flow through us, intuition you might say, waters that reflect the open sky, and they have cycles just as we have cycles of energy movement within our body. So we're in a fire year, things happen quickly, uh, emotions are expressed, change is expressed, and the monkey plays with our egos. Uh, we can all think a bit about monkeys we've seen in the zoo, and certainly some understand the significance of monkey mind when one is comparing this or that and not well seated in the now. So with the opportunity of the fire monkey here, we may seat ourselves in the present, watch the display, and explore the power of sacred fire. So the three elder fires above, they also move within us, and we can 
look at the three elderfires as the triple warmer, a meridian that disperses into the chest like a spray, nurturing the life force. Understanding the triple warmer is to understand the gift of our breath through the appreciation for what is arising in the moment through the inhalation of the sacred wind and the dedication that our speech will invite good results, we make a connection with the power of chi. Our speech, our thought, all connected with the sweet breath of the universe. Through the resonance of the heart, resonance meaning that our hearts pulse in harmony with the magnetic field of the earth and the subtle energy, a vast sea of energy that supports all appearances. When we have ease of heart, a kind heart, then we resonate with positive results when there is stress, less aware of the positive potential. So wise person understanding that the gift of the human body is uh, miraculous also sees the importance of in this moment right now observing the heart resonance understanding how the sacred breath is chi, how the sacred breath becomes activity. We think of karma as the past, and in truth, the movement of the breath through our speech and action is shaping karma. What is our common thought? becomes the common result. So just as we learn to speak kindly and speak words of truth, we also train our body-mind to observe with appreciation and to dedicate ourselves to unlocking the mystery that is within our own being. When we were born, we came with a collection of energies. Our parents were found through the song that we've carried in space. So what is that song? It may be behaviors, thoughts, good deeds of the past, or it may be in a flash you have found them. It is not so significant whether you understand karma or not. What is important is to recognize the power in each day to speak that which you choose to see accomplished. Like a child who has found some wondrous seeds, you hold the seeds of that which you are about to plant you hold them tenderly and closely, and you do not pull them up and look at them once they are placed in the garden. You plant the seeds through the intention that this I plant, 
these thoughts I cultivate that my actions may bring greater joy, more healthy relationship, great abundance, and deeper understanding. So, New Year, what do we want to accomplish? Have you an idea? What would you like to see expressed with laughter and ease? Consider first with yourself. Are you content? What does it mean, contentment? Do you experience love? Do you choose to explore love? Beginning with appreciation for those who have been your ancestors, your parents, even your friends and guides. Understanding that the people who have appeared in our lives have been called by our heart's resonance. A word used very often these days, what does it mean, resonance? It means vibration in tune, vibrating with, as if the guitar being tuned sets the piano to sing. What results we see around us are the results of the thought songs we have been speaking and singing. So here we are in the moment. What do we choose to melt away? What do we choose to heat and energize so that the elixir of wisdom, of experience, is expressed in our lives? In three days, is there something special happening? What is the result you choose? Three months? What are the results you wish? Three years, seven years, the rest of your life. What do you want to accomplish? And so understanding life's preciousness, we can begin each day with appreciation and dedication towards accomplishing particular objective. It may be the objective to realize the awakened state, the seed of which is already inside. So what does one do to reveal that hidden wisdom and skill? Sweep away the dust of confusion. How do you recognize the dust of confusion? It isn't working. It is in the way. Ah, what am I certain of? It may be as simple as the fact that uh, night father's day, you inhale, you exhale. It may be that simple. And you build upon the simple accomplishments. So in three days, you would like to have uh, more joyful relationship with your co-workers. We'll use that as an example. As you contemplate the third day, breathing in deeply, consider 
the sustenance that comes to you as you exhale, wrong view, confusion, it falls away and becomes compost to nurture the seed of skillful action. How does the heart know? The heart senses through this resonant pulsing what is comforting and the heart becomes excited from stress or moving beyond the body's present capacity. So where does one begin the building of capacity for accomplishment? With small deeds, as if you are cleaning a mirror, polishing it, observing its clarity, also observe the emotions within one's own heart. Sometimes when people begin to meditate, they are surprised to find that they have anger or sadness or some other emotion they were not aware of. As you are allowing the heart's resonant clarity to be revealed, See what arises as if it were clouds moving through the sky. It is not I, it is not me. It is energy experience. How may that energy be reintegrated into body-mind for accomplishment of skillful action? For example, the simplicity of anger revealed is also revealing the importance of creating clear speech and clear boundaries of right relationship. What do you want from another? It begins with what you are willing to give yourself. For a moment, contemplate. What is it that I want from another towards the accomplishment of pacifying and purifying and revealing joyous relationship with family, friends, and co-workers? What is it that this thing I call I want? It? Is it time to do things differently? Then how shall you do them differently? By changing our inner speech, changing the way we view ourselves in relationship with the universe with one another. First thought, how wondrous I'm alive, how marvelous I may think. Many things to do, I choose to accomplish this or that. 
first take note of what is accomplished. Rather than rushing into the future, sit here in the now and observe what you have uncovered. Like a gardener collecting the seeds from the best plants, take note of the gems of wisdom that you have accomplished. Hold them in your memory basket. And take note of those explorations that uh, gave you surprises. What was surprising about such explorations? How did the surprise affect your continued exploration? The earth element, it has the emotion of sympathy or disgust. Are you sympathetic to your explorations? Or do you have hidden waves of blame and shame? Should there appear waves of blame and shame, allow those emotions to dissolve into the spirit of service, service of the wisdom potential within your heart, your life, and your experience with self and others. Earth is the power of harvest. So in these times, we see economic changes and people are making choices about how to work in the world. It is an abundant universe. It is an amazing universe. Let us consider the gifts we've received and the gifts we offer as we contemplate the element of the earth drawing upon the spirit of service, we let fall away the emotions of dissonance and they become compost for wisdom to grow. The summer, fire, red, the heart's warmth also can be sadness Radiance, surrender to the heart of wisdom within. Fire that builds, fire that burns away. An opportunity for luxurious growth. That's what this year offers to us. And to make our heart ready or to recognize our heart's readiness to this time of great growth and radiance, we sit quietly 
observing the joy markers. These are happy thoughts. These are good deeds I've accomplished. These are patterns and pathways of good relationship. So bringing our attention to accomplishment energizes further accomplishment. So for a moment, contemplate accomplishment and joy markers in your own life. Feel it in your bones, feel it in the air. Think about the trees blowing in the breeze. Emotion can be anger or it can be benevolence and the wisdom of particulars. Forgiving self and others for what might have been, could have been, should have been. Empower compassion and continued rebirth in the moment. Three days, it will be expressed in this way. You fill in the blanks. In three months, creativity and wisdom and compassion in my life, relationships and work and learning shall be applied in you fill in the blanks. Water, sweet waters, pristine awareness, courage or fear. It is your choice to follow the pathways of inner strength, to observe within the movement of water, building the bones, expressing fear in its uncertainty, and stamina and strength in certainty. Water, rebirth, restoration. Each moment there is that opportunity. Ah, amazing, the gift of life. We breathe in blessings. With mindfulness we exhale clear speech and blessings and appreciation. The sweet air nurturing the fires of life within and the metal element, emotion of longing or grief can harm the lungs when there is jubilation with the song of appreciation. Ah, Metal's power becomes balance and tranquility. So a bit about the elements and our dance. Spiraling energies at the navel sustain us, enable the potential of this being we call I 
to take birth, called to the parents by the vibration of their song and something we have started long ago. And we also know that in this moment, it is all happening now. So in this moment, like someone who has a great religious experience, in this moment, one is reborn. There are immediate effects in our present life of what people call karma. So we may speak unkindly and then we will find a door closed to us or we may harm another and immediately find the result coming back. And then there are invisible effects produced outside, transforming and affecting our ability to be happy or unhappy. Some people refer to this as luck. And we can also see these as uh, habitual tendencies, a way of looking at the world, which can be conveyed through family, clan, nation, a certain view. And such uh, a view about the nature of reality becomes a basis of action that sees them and us can be the illness of sectarianism or the harm caused through war. So human being you and I walking upon the earth, we are contributing to the outcome with the resonance of the heart and our willingness to energize that which is wisdom and life force enhancing, we may change the thundering sounds of dissonance. When we do not add energy to aggression, it cannot sustain itself. And so, let there be no aggression toward yourself. And should you think of not caring for another person, perhaps there is something in their behavior that is not good for you, and seek the company of those who are also exploring the heart's awareness and the commitment to live lives of integrity. In a sense, our, the three fires of the triple burners in the body, now looking at the analogy of acupuncture, are ambassadors for your original key, that which you were born with. And on a psychological level, they can be used to move key and lift depression derived from stagnation, 
the triple burners which regulate the consciousness are full, the consciousness becomes stable and the mind's intent is benevolent and kind-hearted. Amazing. Triple burners are also linked with the heart and pericardium and are affected by the emotion of joy. When we live without guilt and desires and thoughts of an individual are at peace, then the energy of the body will spread through the triple burners and blood, life, accomplishment will flourish. So the very fire that burns also builds. The energy of our heart is the medicine of awareness. From Cherokee perspective, three elder fires above will, intention to be, explore. In a sense, it becomes the conceptual chi. Love, magnetic attraction, the field in which we resonate and dance. And the third fire, the intelligence that builds and accomplishes. So, three days, three months, three years, seven years, the rest of your life. Do you have a vision? You came here for a reason. You want now to ameliorate suffering of some kind. How would it look, the ideal of relationships, the ideal of abundance? Matter arises and takes shape through thought. What do you choose to energize? What friends? What associates? Who do you choose to walk with? How would you know you had a good friend? Do you have an idea of what is a good friend? And are you a good friend to yourself? May these words inspire you to know that what you aspire to is already within. Like a careful gardener or a skillful artist, it is for you to bring that wondrous form into action. Through tapping into your intuition, what is it? It's a feeling, direct perception. In this moment, just sense 
your direct perception with the universe of the universe of your own heart. Each day, listen and observe. How do you recognize what is intuition? How is it evaluated? Direct perception has no thought. And when it reveals good results, take note of its energy that you are available to its continued revelation. Three days, three months, three years. What do you choose to accomplish? Who walks with you as you accomplish it? Love and appreciation for the actions and activities in your life, energize the revelation and actualization of your dream and vision. Sometimes it is as simple as visualizing. Where did you leave your toothbrush? You can see where it is. Imagine, visualize a particular result three days, three months, three years. Write it down. And when it occurs, the ah moment, how wonderful. So, in this moment, we are shaping all tomorrows and all yesterdays are revealed and resolved in a harmonious song of the moment. And it is wondrous. May you feel inspired. May you walk with certainty. May you have the playfulness of the monkey and the courage of the heart that resonates with the field of what is. So this concludes the lecture part of our conversation. And I am open for questions. Thank you so much, Venerable. So rich and beautiful, such a beautiful, powerful beginning to our year. And for those who would like to ask a question of Venerable, uh, all you need to do is to raise your hand if you're on the phone with a star 2 
on your keypad or if you're calling in on Skype, star 2 on your keypad to raise your hand. And then anyone who's listening on the webcast can type in a question in that question box there on the website. So either option to pose a question. And while we're waiting for people to formulate their questions, because it took us to such a beautiful, expansive space, so they're gathering their questions. I, I have a question, Venerable, and you said that uh, the movement of the breath is shaping karma, and I wonder if you could speak more about that, please. Yes, I've had the good fortune to receive acupuncture treatment recently from extraordinary doctor and family, and uh, forgotten prior to that treatment the significance of a full deep breath and also deep sleep. And as I received treatment, I I felt the power of my breath connected not only with word and the interaction within my body, also with the results that arise in my associations. That from the deep breath and the carefully expressed speech, we energize abundance and good relationship as well as health within our lives. That our breath is the medium whereby the potential of the universe is revealed and each of us has a part to play in the words that are carried on our breath and the activities that are energized through our breathing. So through the breath, we become aware of our participation in a great sea of experience and energy potential. And with dedication, we may choose how to apply that boundless breath is skillful action. Hmm. So it, it brought me back to to basics, the exploration of body mind. What a wondrous dance! The moment of birth is a continuation of a song, and in each moment we may uh, restore that clear breath and that cycle of good relationship with the elements that support our physical body and mind, exploring the potentials of the field. You can hear people sometimes talk about, um, they speak of illness or troubles as 
with ownership. And that speech pattern energizes uh, what a person would seek to see transformed. Do you, do you mean, uh, for instance, when people say, my cancer, my ADD, things like yes. that? Mm-hmm. Yes. When someone says they have my ADD or my whatever, that is um, expressing an opportunity for them to understand the nature of mind and matter's interaction, to hold on to it as an identifier, mm-hmm. uh, initially can be a point of exploration and then quickly seen as empty and then experience of liberation. Mm-hmm. So the way we describe um, the world so many people these days tell me they do not watch the news because they sense the um, they don't want to participate in the negative energy thought forms. And well, I say, well, how do you get your news? And uh, some say, oh, the internet, and others say, well, I'm listening and I'm observing nature and I'm observing what I feel through the heart. Uh, So the power of the breath and the power of perception are vast and profound. And like a mother who can hear when her child needs her, every human being has direct access to the news of the planet beyond contrivance. And so to to say my this, my that uh, can solidify and give more time to the appearance of dissonance when one can also see the appearance as, ha, huh, opportunities, energies energy potentials, seeking, resolution. So in the early part of the lecture, I spoke about an aspect of speech that uh, refers to the past and conditioning and the karmic uh, magnetizers that draw us to our parents. And there can also be perceived, in terms of constitution, uh, a similar a, a similarity to hindrance, certain uh, world views can be uh, family and national and planetary world views that like a a river that has worn a course through the field uh, can take people into 
potholes of uh, repetition until such time as the water is low enough or fast enough that one leaves that conditioned view. And it begins with our breath and our speech, this physical interaction with the field. Our body is a robe from the Cherokee and other Native American perspectives. It is a robe lent to us for a time composed of uh, many elements and beings, even the cells have intelligence, and the atoms and the subatomic particles have intelligence. And we've chosen to work together to create a canoe of this body to explore the potentials of the field. And sometimes it is to harmonize what was a dissonance or to see uh, with compassion the ways in which we are related. So when you think about epigenetics, that is the impact in the moment upon our, our genetics, uh, not only is it the chemicals that are in the food and the environment that have an impact on the genes in the human body. Most importantly, it is our speech and our view. So how we claim something and attach to it can be a weight to hold one in whirlpools or can be wings that enable one to soar. Is clear? Yes, very, very clear. Thank you so much. And I love your uh, analogies of the pothole and dust bunnies. It's so helpful <laughs> to have those visualizations. <laughs> we have a couple of questions written in here. So someone, uh, I don't know who it is, wrote, thank you, sweet teacher. What are some things we can do daily to help with the manifestation of your vision? Well, the manifestation of my vision is a vision of awakened human family with the understanding that we've chosen to explore together and a willingness to cooperate in enriching that exploration and discovery. And I choose to energize the wisdom in each person that I meet and to, that we inspire each other to look within and see beyond the horizon of what we've learned to the continuous awakening and skillful application of what is. Um, and so in simple ways, 
inviting people to to look at young women as the mothers of tomorrow or the leaders of tomorrow and to be sure that they are receiving good education that honors uh, the natural wisdom state to see the young men in our lives, to see them as aspects of skillful action, and that they each learn how the power of their thought and speech shapes tomorrow. So may every being have happiness and the causes of happiness. And may the confused states that have created suffering, may we see very clearly their causes and withdraw energy from such projections. Wow, that's a big question. Mm. Yes. We have another question here from Anne in Boulder. She writes, how do I continue to energize positive relations with my future mother-in-law when she hasn't respected boundaries? I can forgive her and energize positive thoughts, but do I continue to create space between us, thoughts? When you meet someone who doesn't quite understand boundaries, it, it can be an indication they have not learned such boundaries in the past. And so there, it, and it also can indicate they may have suffered as a result. So with loving kindness to say, these times we are available, let us do this together. And so there is a beginning, a middle, and an end to activities. When mothers of any age are telling adults they should do this, this way or that way, it is wise to smile and say, and, uh, this is how we are doing it. Closing the door, it is in a sense closing the door to part of your beloved. So, um, opening the door at the times of joyful activity is nurturing the whole family. Beautiful. Thank you, Venerable. And we have Kazi in New Mexico raising her hand. Go ahead, Kazi. All right, thank you. Thank you so much, Venerable. You're welcome. I have a question um, about what you were talking to Jennifer about, that sometimes we have thought patterns that are, um, they're like a, the whole nation has these thought patterns. And so it's particularly around my father, who's aging and is in transition, but no, no one knows how long that is. And I'm very aware that I have a river that you were talking about that is a big rut that, like, seeing him as, as um, getting worse, which is not what I want to hold. But I don't have very many good um, 
or very a lot of um, role models of how to of what thought to hold. And so I would appreciate um, anything you could say about that because I'm I'm really clear that I, that's not what I want to hold. That I just want to hold the love for him, but so that I can yeah. actually have wings to en enable him to soar and to change that river. Yes, this is a a a question that arises from a deep well of love and appreciation and understanding of uh, being born and getting older, getting sick, old age and death. And so when we look at our parents and we see the changes of old age and the changes of the body-mind, there is the heart connection still there. So he is not getting worse, it's a natural process. And we can focus on the positive lessons and moments learned. Even if the parents were strict and not what one may have thought they would have chosen, still there are uh, high points, references to something learned. Also know that as people that are getting older and their changes in memory, they are experiencing fear. Especially uh, for some who have been quite accomplished when the memories are no longer uh, flowing clearly, there is fear. So just as you would have liked to have been cared for as a child, as they become older, we care for them. Not as a child, as someone who is young in a new stage and preparing to take a journey. Something that's very powerful is to make recordings. When uh, elders are, are lucid or, and in a good conversational mood, to ask them questions about how something was done in their time. And also for family members to make recordings of, hey, this we did together and it was fun or I learned this or that with you. Those commemorative moments are also good to share so that as people are making their transition, they can leave with a sense of, okay, I, I did something good after all. Whatever is their question, they get a bit more ease. So he's not getting worse. He's actually becoming better at transforming and transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's so helpful. So, so helpful. All of it. Thank you. Thank You're you so welcome. much. Yes. <laughs> yes, very helpful. And uh, we have a thank you for an uh, earlier response to a question, Venerable. And we have Jill writing in from Minnesota. She writes, recently, a strong sense of personal 
over-responsibility came to my awareness. I understand this is a calling for me to surrender my personal sense of responsibility to God Creator and to open to living an enlightened, surrendered life. May I ask for your insights on how to achieve this in my life with as much grace and joy as possible. Thank you. How wonderful. When it has become clear that you've defined yourself through doing and assisting and rescuing, Mm. and it becomes clear you have given others the tools that they care for themselves, then you settle in and give thanks for all that you receive. So for those who are able to three days, three months, three years, where you actually go away to meditate, where you change the scenery, change the pattern. Also, understanding, oh, this body, it uh, enables me to help others. Let me now, let me in this moment, care for this body and hear the language of its accomplishment. And so this, again, can be a a meditation and health retreat where the energy pathways in your body are, in a sense, allowed to unwind and reveal the accomplishments and the lessons learned over time that a busy person may not take note of. Hmm. Thank you, Venerable. And the people who are listening on the phone, remember you can raise your hand to ask a question with a star two. People can write in a question in the question box online. And as there's no immediate question, uh, going back to what you were sharing earlier, Venerable, The you, you talked about letting the feelings of dissonance fall away. How do we actually do that? How do we allow the feelings of dissonance to fall away? To actually settle in to fully experiencing what is happening or sensing in the moment and not adding to it or seeking to analyze it just observing as energy. And so in terms of the energy pathways, it is like uh, on nodding uh, and over time a smoothing away of a place where ideas were previously caught. So a, a hindrance is a long-time view that may obscure the realization of the now. And so people um, can talk about it, analyze it, or they may apply the remedy of forgiveness and commitment to see within 
what looked like the hindrance an opportunity. So say the quick temper. Uh, that is a hindrance if one is trying to work and uh, have joy in, and comfort in their lives. A quick temper can get in the way. And so you look at, oh, what is this protecting? What do I think there is to protect? And is this reaction in the moment or is it a habit? And so that looking at, then it is a, a step of analyzation and transformation. So each time the energy of anger arises, let me replace it with my idealized vision of love. And eventually, there is less of the anger and a watching and an awareness. Then there is the, the purifying with Replacement, so getting angry at people, replace the uh, object of anger with, well, how would I wish to be treated or how would it be if we could experience love? And very simply, one replaces the emotion very quickly because they're just energies. So when anger arises, replace it with uh, your ideal of love. And slowly, it becomes less a magnetic attractor, uh, anger, and more a quiet awareness of energies arising and the ability to choose how they are expressed in one's life. Thank you, Venerable. Thank you. And we have Molly raising her hand. Go ahead, Molly. Aha. Good afternoon, Venerable and Jennifer. Thank you so much, Venerable, for this beautiful class. Good afternoon, Molly. So um, my question today is, um, I have a, a family member who's been experiencing um, a lot of anxiety and almost to the point of panic attack. Um, he's going through um, c contemplating major life decisions. And um, so I'd love to just um, have some advice around how to hold space for him. Um, this also comes up with a lot of my clients that I work with. Um, so I would just love to hear any guidance you might have around that. Yes, when humans are experiencing a panic attack, it means there are many options open in that moment. And there is a choice. How shall I move forward? First, to take a deep breath, inhaling, exhaling, even dancing around so that the increased energy that is experienced in a panic attack 
that those fires can be uh, moved in such a way that there is flow to a particular action. So first, taking deep breath, then acknowledging possibilities. Uh, in this time, I choose to work with one, two, three. Uh, intention to understand, loving compassion to magnetize, and intelligence for change. So when there are big opportunities arising, and in your work with clients, it would appear uh, as well as uh, acute anxiety because food in many ways has been a, a medication to uh, cover feeding or withholding food from oneself. Uh, another way of uh, not touching the emotions as energy potential. And then there is the panic that arises when people are in different stages of their lives. Like, is it time to move? And the deepest panic that people experience is when they remember hidden memories. And so when hidden memories begin to arise, and one sees that a whole path of existence has uh, hidden modifiers that uh, deny choice, uh, there is great fear. And so to breathe through the fear and very quickly, how shall I in this moment establish my safe space? In this moment, uh, food, water, fresh air, um, safe space. What is the ideal that I want to accomplish? So, uh, in my experience, when someone is having a panic attack, it is the release of transformational energy that is being called for immediate placement, creating a sacred dance ground. And in this moment, making the change. So in the past, there were other things. In the future, there are many things. We are in charge of this moment. And when, when I think of the power of food as a way of nurturing one's own life and, and how food is uh, sometimes considered um, an expression of worthiness, um, to invite uh, people to have a sacred meal with 
themselves in different stages of their life. So setting the table where one invites, say for a woman who doesn't eat, who is anorexic, or who overeats, um, to to set the table inviting when the change with food first occurred. That age um, and the future self that one is energizing is also invited to the table. And so someone may have a feast. In Cherokee way, we do seven years, cycles of seven years to take a look at what may call for integration that may not have been integrated. For example, when people have had car accidents, uh, part of themselves are left by the side of the road, so to speak. Or even anesthesia can have that impact on some people. So to to gather those parts of experience that went unconscious or out of body to be reintegrated by having a feast. Of course, for, with my family, everything comes back to eating. <laughs> <laughs> Does that help you? Very much so. Thank you, Venerable. You're welcome. I, I'd like to just ask a follow-up to that, Venerable, talking about the food and talking about intuition and clarifying our vision. Are there any foods and things like that on a very practical level that uh, you have come to realize impede our intuition? Yeah, for me, anything that has pork in it um, is, I can literally feel my heart get rough. And so I, I learned that a long time ago. And in some parts of the world, you know, it's in a lot of the food. And mm -hmm. so... And now it is clear that sugar uh, stiffens the the resonance of the heart. Artificial sugar, uh, too much sugar, um, and rancid oils, oils that are not properly cared for or um, crushed uh, also uh, create an impediment in the the elasticity of the membranes of communication. Um, and each person uh, finds it uh, for themselves. Yes. What what food um, slows you down or gives a sense of sleepiness, and what uh, 
food is like clean energy. Mm. And there's also the balance of taste. Um, like sweet is the heart's uh, desire. Uh, sweet taste is supportive of the emotions. There are some things that uh, in our recollection of union with the infinite, uh, sweets are supportive. And for energy, action, salt, uh, sour, uh, each of the tastes relate to organ systems, emotions, and also uh, ways in which we um, solve what solve an equation for our own life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And when you want to to find that natural taste again, to take a elimination diet is helpful, where one day you have cooked vegetables uh, only and beans and um, sprouted sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds ground up and pure real apple cider. And then the next day, you, if you, if you are uh, not vegan, then you might have uh, egg or fish uh, or chicken at lunchtime. Um, so it depends on the person. The elimination diet is helpful because it uh, reawakens your taste buds. First, there is the craving for the chemicals that are not good for you. And then there is not a craving. And then a recognition of the foods and tastes that support you. So in periods of elimination diet, one might, in the summertime, eat uh, seeds and uh, seed-bearing fruits, uh, both toasted seeds and uh, raw, and doing this for uh, three days, uh, as long as someone is in good health and they have not diabetes or any uh, indication uh, of ill health. An elimination diet is a good way to dispel from the body the chemical constructions that are disturbing to life force. And they say there are over 200 chemicals in the body fluids of a human being today mm -hmm. that were not in our bodies even 100 years ago. Oh, my. Yes. Mm. 
so periodic fasting um, when one is in good health is a helpful thing and the elimination diets and I think you can explore, do research and speak with your uh, physician about what is the best step for each person. Yes. Well, we are at our time here, Venerable. And come to the end of our questions. I do thank you, Jennifer, for facilitating these opportunities to share with people through time and space. Thank you so much, Venerable. What a blessing we've all received and will continue to multiply. I'd like to share the long life prayer. Thank you. Emanation of rainbow light, Dharma wisdom, three fires bright, guide upon the beauty road calling all to see, crystal reflection, boundless compassion, Caller of four winds, wise grandparents, seven sisters, may your mission be accomplished. May we assist you in the light. May you receive many blessings and live a long, good life. We thank you, Dahani Oahu, gift to the people, great mystery, great lady of the Buddha families, who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage. You are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of sentient beings. Blessed of the Vajra Dakini, may your life, Dahani Oahu, ever remain firm and long. May all beings have happiness. See you in the light. <laughs>